This is Apostle James Podcast, transfiguring the world by the Word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. Remain watchful and pay attention as we dive into what the Lord has for us today. Now, this is the part two of Business at the Speed of God. I know you enjoyed the last uh, episode. Or if you didn't, if you haven't listened to it, just try and listen to it. It's so beautiful. This is all about working with God. There is God. You see, only a fool says that God does not exist. And then in the last episode and where we stopped, we said that all unpremeditated flash of thoughts and ideas are capsules you cannot afford to miss. You can't afford to miss them. You know, many unpremeditated thoughts, many ideas that just flash through your mind and then come to you. God is trying to get your attention. God is trying to speak to you. In a split second, miracles take place. In a split second, your life could be turned around. If you are able to grab it, God is a very wonderful God. God loves all his creation. You know, we've been speaking something about the relationship between God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. God has responsibility to all his creation, every single person on planet Earth. That is how loving that God is. Actually, God has responsibility, especially after his son has come. You know, he has responsibility to every single person on planet Earth. The only thing that God waits for you at the end of your life, because God exists. If you choose to worship him, God gives you everything. But if you choose not to worship him, he waits for you at the end of your life. When you understand, for example, the Bible story, the Bible story about Adam up to Noah, you realize that God took Enoch. The Bible says that he walked with Enoch. And then Adam died. When you look at that very, very well, in those days, they were being run by the Holy Spirit and conscience so two things were at play in those days it was holy spirit and conscience now if you look at it very well you find out that they were living exactly the new testament life because they were being administered by the holy spirit so it was the rejection of the holy spirit that led so many people you know to to die to be destroyed by god at the end at the end when God was to begin the new world after the flood, he withdrew the Holy Spirit. Now there's a restoration of the Holy Spirit. So in those days, they were rebelling against the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was telling them what not to do. Holy Spirit was telling them what to do. So their natural life was with the Holy Spirit. You know, in the previous edition, I talked about luck. You see, if you take a look at the dictionary definition of luck, in, in fact, uh, the dictionary says it's uh, you know success or failure, you know, apparently brought by by chance, you know, rather than through one's own actions. You understand? You know, chance considered as a force. Chance, listen, considered as a force that causes good or bad things to happen. Are you getting that? And, and something regarded as bringing about or portending good or bad things. What, what does this show us? It, it's just because that we are ignorant of the oppression of mankind, humanity. There are only two forces on planet Earth. The force of good and force of evil. And Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every single thing negative 
come from Satan. God made every single thing good. But I've always said to us, God allowed darkness to still be when he created light. So you find here you have the forces of good and evil. So but because that we are not conscious of God and don't know that God is always at work, watching over all creation, left for Satan, left for the forces of evil, they will kill every single person that God has created, destroy every single thing. So what we call luck are the blessings, divine providence that we are ignorant of. If somebody is is divine-minded, the person will understand that what you call luck is God at work because every good and every perfect gift comes from the Lord. Good talks. You know it happened to David. And as David was relaxing in this house, his furnished house, they thought just started going through him to build God a befitting house. It looked to him like a natural thinking until he shared it with prophet Nathan. Then Nathan understood it spiritually and interpreted it, the thought, as God's mind. The problem is interpreting supernatural phenomena. For example, let me show us a scripture. You know, you know that in the book of uh, John, Jesus was praying. Jesus prayed in the book of John chapter 12. You know, from verse 27, Jesus' soul was troubled as he was talking with his disciples. Then his soul was exceedingly troubled. Then what did Jesus do? Verse 27. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. His soul was troubled. But he channeled it unto God and said, Father, save me from this hour. For but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Now listen very well. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and we glorify it again. Verse 29, the people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spoke to him. Jesus answered and said, the voice came not because of me but for your sex. Now is the judgment of this world and now shall the priest of this world be cast out. Now are the rest of them. See, Jesus prayed a prayer. People ran about Jesus heard a voice but they could not interpret it. Some heard the voice as thunder. Some heard the voice of God as thunder. But God spoke. God said, I have glorified it. God responded to the prayer. Some said it was angel. Some say it was thunder. Some say it was angel. But Jesus said, no, it was neither of the two. But my father spoke this word. You see, we have supernatural things that happen around about us. Some people take it to be natural. Some people say it's just natural that something has happened. Let me tell you, there is nothing natural. There is nothing natural. We live in a mystic world. We live in a world that is ruled by spirits. You know, there was a book I bought a long time ago. I can't remember exactly the the title. And then there is a word that he said. He said that the world has been invaded by myriad of intelligences. And that man is the victim. He said that the world has been invaded by myriad of intelligences. And man is the victim. This is the perfect truth. You see, as spiritual people, we like to let us know that you are not ordinary. The problem is that people don't believe God. 
And that is why we are preaching. That is why that God has set us up like this podcast to teach the world about God in a very simple fashion. So you see where we read, God spoke from heaven. Some people say he thundered. Some people say that it was uh, natural. Some people say that it was the spirit. Some people say it was angel. But God, Jesus prayed with his father. Remember when I talked about it the last time that they say it's coincidence. When you pray and God answers, somebody says it's just a natural thing. And somebody said that it is is, is mystical because of their mindset and because they didn't know God. You see, when you understand God, if you understand God, you will know. That was why when a thought was in the heart of David, David didn't even as a king, he didn't know that it was God. Then Nathan the prophet understood it and interpreted it and said, go ahead and do what is in your heart to do. Then verse 27 of that place, you know, verse 27 of that place, David realized, they realized it, that the thought was not of himself, but a divine revelation and said in that uh, second Samuel chapter 7 verse 27, for thou, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, has revealed to thy servant, saying, I will build thee an house. Therefore had thy servant found in his heart to pray this prayer unto thee, where it just came upon David. You see, the thing came to David. David realized that it was God that put that thought in him. It looked so natural. But God put the thought in David. And David realized it later. David didn't attribute it to himself. David now realized that it was God that authored it. What am I bringing across? That we live in the midst of God. We are talking about business at the speed of God. You see, the thought comes to you. The thought is either from God or from the, the devil, the enemy. Nothing good comes from the other side. Did you speak to yourself? You are living in the midst of supernatural beings, which means if we become a little bit spiritual conscious and know it, you can easily say, God help me. And then God will direct your footsteps. When you listen to the first, you know, part of this uh, business at the speed of God, you will see that I say, just say a prayer. And then I just say, God direct my footsteps. It can change your life. God direct my footsteps. God save me. Jesus just prayed a prayer and said, God save me. That one word, God save me. Many people have been saved in their life by the reason of those two words. God save me. By the reason of those three words, God save me. And something supernatural will just happen. Something just happened. It's not accident. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's what we are talking about right now. David found God's mind in his heart. He found God's will just like that as a thought and he grabbed it. But it was a divine revelation in a thought form. A divine revelation in a thought form. A single idea. A single flash of thought. A single flash may be worth a million dollars. That's what John Masson said in one of his books. Eh? A single idea, a single, a sudden flash of thought eh? may be worth a million dollars. Just a single idea may be worth a million dollars. God is always trying to direct us. Amen. As long as you are a divine offspring of God, 
as far as a divine offspring, God's thought comes upon you from time to time, especially in difficult times to pull you through. So you need to develop faith to appropriate God's thought within you. You must become very God conscious. You must become God conscious. You must be, you know what devil has tried to do is to obliterate God in, from the mind of people. That is a live your life. There is nothing like God. It is what comes to you that you do. No, God has a standard and devil knows it. Devil knows that. So that's why he wants to obliterate any thought of God. He doesn't want you to hear about God. He doesn't want to talk less about hearing about Jesus. He doesn't want to hear about God. He doesn't want to hear anything about it. He blows your mind at, from it at all. Or when the words come to us, he leads you off to lead you to himself. You understand what I'm talking about? As long as you are a divine offspring, eh, God's thought comes upon you from time to time. Especially in a very difficult time. Because God wants to pull you through. So you need to develop faith to appropriate God's thought within you. You must become very much God conscious. Praise God. Amen. You know, I said before in the last one that it's a popularly believed that over 2,000 ideas in about 40,000 bytes of information pass through your mind in a day. <laughs> over 2,000 ideas in about 40,000 bytes of information pass through the mind every day. The question is, how many of these thoughts do we grab? How many of them do we grab? How many have you been able to translate into reality? How many? The answer is probably none. That's why this can change from today. Remember I said that this particular podcast began by a voice. Go and begin podcast. So this is business at the speed of God. And it's a key. An idea that comes to you is a key. It's a key. Maya Katusa. The idea that comes to you is a key that unlocks doors. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, several times like that, we end up singing what I call the loser's song, had I known. You know, you know, had I known, it's a, a loser's song. Eh? Had I known. When you hear people say, had I known, eh? It means that that person had an idea. That idea he did not implement. So we see, had I known, when we see our neighbor do what came to our mind, which we called nothing. An idea came to you. You refused to do it. And then you suddenly you see your neighbor do it. Your neighbor just casually went and did it. And then we reap that thing. And then you come back, you say to yourself, had I known. Many have lost millions because they didn't know. God is in, interested in every person. Remember I said that God is interested in over in the nearly or over 330 million Americans. He wants to draw them. God is interested in the over 200 million Nigerians. God is interested in the over 8 point something million Togolese. God is interested in over 1.38 billion Indians. He's interested in all the Chinese. He's interested in every person in the world. God is interested. So God is interested in speaking to every person, in reaching every person, in giving you understanding. 
you know, you know, I, I crave your indulgence. I crave your, you know, the, by the message of God. When you listen like this, share this with somebody. Let somebody think through. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. A thought can change your life. A thought, a very single thought can change your life. You know, we say that many times the thought of God can come like a flash a flash of a you know idea sometimes if you are spiritual many times if you are scriptural if you are scriptural eh you know you have mystical you have scriptural you have natural you know like jesus you know when jesus was on earth for example he revealed the three aspects of him to the world to nicodemus he revealed at least two aspects the mystical jesus and the mystical jesus he said unto him that no person has ascended unto heaven except he the son of man that came from heaven who also is in heaven that's in john chapter 3 verse 13 that's mystical jesus that's mystical jesus the mystical jesus was the jesus who when he was on earth was also in heaven at the same time that's mystical then nicodemus was it was still difficult for nicodemus jesus went at the two head verse 14 and 15 of that john chapter 3 he said as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness so that the son of man shall be lifted up are you getting that that whosoever that believeth on him shall not perish but will have everlasting life that is the scriptural jesus yeah you get what i'm talking about so you have the mystical jesus like as it is now as we live now you can have mystical jesus visit visit you what is mystical jesus the jesus that lives heaven physically and comes to you in your house is a mystery so you can experience the mystical christ liam asokoto are you get what i'm talking about i'm talking business the spirit of god but you also see then jesus referred where he has spoken that it was confusing it was really confusing unto nicodemus remember jesus said you must be born again to be born again means to be born from above it's mystery it's mystical to be born again it's mystical that god gives birth himself inside of you it's mystical it was mystical for god to enter into the womb of mary and become human being it's mystical and go through the natural process so you have the mystical God and the sovereignty of God allows him to do what he wants to do in humanity. But God does not do anything he wants to do in humanity except prayer. That is why when you pray, you enter into mystical realm. So when you become a man of prayer, you'll be entering into mystical realm and things will be happening so supernatural mysteriously. Suddenly you move out and the house collapses. They say you are a magician. No, you are not a magician. It is simply because you are living in mystery. And even for you to pray that prayer, God has gone ahead of you and put his thought inside of you because the devil wants to destroy your life. So you need to understand God. We are talking about the business and the speed of God. We need to understand this. God is the one that ruled the universe. So you have that mystical Jesus to be born again for God to come into your life. It's a mystery which you have received. That's why the Bible says by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't see God. 
but you believe it's a mystery you don't see any person you believe you are going to be healed it's a mystery you are blind here now and i say you are going to be healed it's a mystery and then you don't have money in your pocket and i say that you go out today something's going to come it's a mystery are you getting that so by the spoken word something begins to happen. that's a mystery so we live in a mystery are you getting that now jesus where he has said that it was difficult for for nicodemus to understand Jesus said to him, He that is born of the spirit is spirit. He that is born of the flesh is flesh. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. It was so difficult. Then Nicodemus was wondering, Jesus said unto him, Are you a teacher in Israel? You don't understand what I'm talking about. Then Jesus upped the temple a little bit. And then now Jesus told him and said that, as this, that he was the one that came down from heaven and that's in heaven. <laughs> when it was so difficult. Then Jesus had to enter into the scriptural. And Jesus entered the scriptural realm and said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man shall be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him. Are you getting that? So he went into the scriptural Jesus. Amen. Then you also have the natural Jesus where he gave them bread. But I'm not talking about that. So what I'm talking about right now is this, that you can have a scriptural flash of thought when you know the Bible. He said, God, Jesus had to use the Bible to explain himself unto Nicodemus. Because sometimes we're explaining the mystical Christ. You don't understand it. That's why we have the Bible. So that we can explain Christ scripturally to you. Because he is the word of God. He is eternal. The word is here and amen. It has been proven that the word of God, the words of the Bible are not ordinary word. Apostle John said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. That word that you have in the beginning is God, is word, is the word of God. Amen. So you can have a flash of scriptures. You know, you can have a flash of scriptures come to you. So God speaks to us also through the scriptures. If you have abundance of his word in your, in your life, you will have more privileged access to the mind of God for you. If you have the word of God, that's why read the Bible. Read the Bible. If you have the abundance of the word of God, you have a privileged access to God's mind for you. His word sanctifies your mind and keeps you in tune to receive his minute word to you. Amen. So God can speak to you through flash of ideas. God can speak to you through the scriptures, the word of God. He will speak a verse of the Bible unto you to explain something to you, a verse of the scripture. God also speaks to us through unsolicited words of people, like the woman of the issue of blood. He, she heard about Jesus. You could be passing by. You just hear a word, unsolicited word, something you didn't even plan. Like in Mark chapter 5, from verse 25 to verse 29, the Bible says there, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, uh, uh, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse, when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. He said she heard of Jesus. It was unsolicited. She was not among the people discussing, but she heard it. 
Do you know you could be watching news and suddenly you hear? Do you know that you could be passing by and two people are discussing and you hear something? I, I get what I'm thinking about. You know, and then she just, it was an unsolicited. You know, people were just discussing about Jesus and the woman found in those casual discussions the information she has sought for the past 12 years. They may be discussing that there was somebody that be healing. You know, Jesus was a wonder a mystery to so many people at that time and then they were discussing and the woman saw it women heard it and the woman came from the press and then said these people are discussing let me go and try i believe it and then she meandered from what she heard and went and tried it some people are just discussing casual thing about how online business can go some people are discussing casual thing about what will happen about there is a, a business in a magazine some people are discussing casually and somebody else will hear it and go outside and go and try it that was what that woman did god speaks to you god speaks to us god can speak to you through somebody have you forgotten the case of jacob and esau do you know that uh, isaac was talking to esau it was isaac talking to esau to do something but the mother heard it and the mother went and told jacob and took the risk to do it and then they did it they took the blessing brother that is how that you'll be talking and somebody will get the information before you return you hear that that thing is gone <laughs> brother that is how as you are going out you are going to hear a word and the word is going to direct you that is going to change your life many people have been going on the street and the casual discussion of drunkards do you know why dictatives enter into drinking places? Why do dictatives enter into drinking places? Why do they go to salons where women are always there making their hair? Where women are always there, you know, you know, making their nails and their hair? And you wouldn't know that one of the people that is inside that place is a dictative or two, three of them. They go into beer palace and drinking places and pubs. You think they are dancing with you? You don't know they are dictatives. You know why? Because that is where people, you know, talk about the truth about their life. When they are Libra, they talk every truth. And they are gathering and gathering information there. Do you know even yourself that you enter into that place, you get information. You can get information even while you are making your hair. And God is speaking to you. You come out, you go and practice it. And then you find out that you get an answer. God is always looking for our attention. But like a man of God once said, I say what the devil does is to fill the whole universe with noise. That is why he filled the universe with noise so that you cannot hear God. That is why that you need to separate at a time to go and meditate. You need to set yourself aside to go and meditate. Isaac was Isaac went to meditate. When then they brought Rebecca unto him, you look for a place to go and meditate. Jesus will have a quiet corner. At least in your life, you should have a time to meditate. I'm talking about you, even you as a natural human being. But there's a point that you develop your life. And I want to take us to the point you develop your life that while you are talking with people, you are disconnected from people, you are communicating with God. And that is exactly the realm that God wants us to be. We have been in that realm for a long time and we know why we crashed. And then when we crashed, we came down, but God had brought it back. And I thank God for what God is doing right now again. 
And I told you about this. I've said it an opt-in time. And I thank God for my brother that God has brought unto me. You know, you see, somebody iron sharpened iron. There is something, there is something that's called elixir. My brother there is like an elixir that God has used to put upon me to revive my life. To bring me back to who that I am. Who I am supposed to be. And for all to save this planet universe. Let me tell you, if Jesus said that he wants to draw all men unto him, there is no way that God will not put in the heart of people who will be praying for the entire 330 million Americans and praying for entire 1.38 billion Indians and praying for entire Arab world and pray for the entire Chinese and believing God that they shall be saved. It is impossible that it will be in the scripture and Jesus said if I'm lifted up I will draw all men unto me and there will be no somebody in the universe that will believe God that by one word that from Kremlin to the White House that they shall be of God. That they shall believe God and be saved and be ransomed by the blood of the Son of God. Do we have anything to lose? Nothing at all. The only enemy that opposes this is the devil. Is the devil that opposes anything about God, especially anything about the Son of God. Because the devil loves your soul. The devil loves the soul of man. I want to be in bondage. Want the man to be in bondage as he himself. But we are here to liberate you because we know the truth. And there is nothing the devil can do about it. If you hate us for speaking the truth, it is not you. It is because there is the enemy that doesn't like the truth. What wrong have I spoken right now that for you to know God? What wrong have I spoken that for you to know that God can speak through you? God wants to talk to you. God wants to lead you. God wants to guide you. God is a loving God. It doesn't really matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you are doing. It's people that are worshipping idols, that are doing it in ignorance. Even Paul said it. Paul said that he was an ingenious man. He was a murderer. He was this and that. But he said he did those things in ignorance. Ignorance of religion. By religion, the religion that Paul believed, so believed, made him a murderer. Later he realized it. That that religion was making him to be a murderer. That that is not the way of God. And then, then he had to come out of it. He was a Judaist, but he was killing people. He was a Judah, but he was killing people. When you come to salvation, it's a different thing. But when you come to God, it's a different thing. When you come to salvation, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man coming to the Father is said by me, cure ED. When you come to that, when you come to angelic worship, if you worship a spirit or an angel, you are in trouble because the Bible says that in heaven, that all authorities are subject unto Jesus in heaven. That's First Peter chapter 3 verse 21 or thereabout. That all authorities are subject to Jesus. And then the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, you know that all angels are commanded to worship Jesus. Verse 6, where he came, the first begotten came on earth. He said, let the angels worship him. So any angel that does not recognize Jesus is a demon. Any spirit, no matter the miracle it does, that doesn't recognize Jesus is a demon. It doesn't matter what that spirit does for you. That is his salvation realm. It's his salvation is a different ball game altogether. But when we are not talking about salvation, we are talking about living natural life on earth. 
who created your intellect it is god who gave the eyes the bible said does not he that created the ear doesn't he hear is himself sure to deliver god gave you ear because himself has ear to hear god gave you eyes because himself has eye you are created in the image of god as you are you are the image of god you have the nature of god inside of you so why would god not be interested in redeeming you God is interested in your salvation. God is interested in bringing you up. And God is interested even if you don't want to be saved. As long as you have managed to come into this world. And Bible said that children are gifts from God. You didn't manufacture yourself. That's why abortion is wrong. You didn't manufacture yourself. Go through the Bible. When you go through the Bible, you find out that even Jesus came. Look at the story of Jesus. Look at the story of Judah and Tamar. It was incest. Look at the story of Judah and Tamar. Huh? Look at the story of Judah and Tamar. Then look at the story of Ruth. Take it down there. Look at the story of Rahab. And this were the genealogy of Christ. And tell me that the child that they born into the world. It was an accident. The child did not come by accident. You made a mistake to bring that child into the world. You made a mistake to have illicit sex and got pregnant and then you, you bring for the child. But that child is innocent. A child born is very much innocent for God's sake. No person is praying for such a thing to be done. God does not like it. But that child should have the right to live. That is the truth about the matter. A child should have right to live his life. Amen. And Bible said, don't cast out any young. Praise God. So right from inside that place. What am I talking about? What we are saying right now is that God loves you. God cares for your life. God wants to direct your footsteps. God wants to guide us. Amen. Business at the speed of God. Praise the Lord. Business at the speed of God. So God can speak to you by a flash of an unsolicited thought. Amen. But God likes it most to speak to us very directly. God likes to likes it more to speak to us directly. Most time, he looks foolish in the eyes of men. Uh, he may look foolish in the eyes of men. Uh, if you are walking by sight or following men, you will miss it. And I'm not saying that you should not seek counsel. The Bible said that in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. But at times, in the multitude of counselors, there is also confusion. There are useless comforters. Job says in Job 16.1, eh? he, he called the, the, the people that were with him and called them useless comforters. <laughs> so, so there are people that are, that are useless comforters. That's what I hate. Job chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. Then Job said, I have heard many sort things. Miserable comforters are ye. Miserable comforters. Are you getting that? You know, people that have come to comfort you, but they make your life more miserable. <laughs> you don't need such counsel. Praise the Lord. Amen. So God likes to speak to us very directly. Hallelujah. The Bible says that in the multitude of counsel, that they are safety. Amen. Yes. You know, again, let me also tell you, walking with God does not require popular opinion. So you have to say this at the back of your mind. So when you begin to walk with God, note it here because I'm going to tie up right now in this part here before we now conclude in the next part about it. Walking with God does not require popular opinion. Sometimes it is very queer. I'm going to pick it up from there. Sometimes it's very old-fashioned, very colloquial, very archaic. <laughs> You know, God is an old-fashioned God. 
<laughs> I love God. God is very old fashioned. <laughs> That's why you call him ancient of days. Amen. We call him the ancient of days. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. In fact, it often looks like obsolete or old-fashioned ideas in the eyes of men. <laughs> God like being old-fashioned. God like being out of fashion. God does not follow popular opinion. You know, but that does not mean that he does not speak through people. Amen. I get what I'm saying. So when God begins to look, you might not look, you know, for fantastic. Amen. So as we progress, you're going to understand this. I know that God has blessed you and taught you right now. Amen. I'm going to sign off here. We're going to have another passion of it, the, the patri of this. Let somebody else hear what you are hearing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I just feel so excited. I just feel so excited. I am your regular host, the Lord Brother, Apostle James Sokpabi. You know, transfiguring the world by the word of God and bringing joy to the faces of many. If you have any questions, let us know. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. God is very, very good. God is fantastic. God is awesome. You know, see you next time. Hallelujah. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check us out online via Apostle James Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and everywhere podcasts are available. Thank you for your support. Be blessed and have an awesome day. We will see you next time on Apostle James Podcast.